This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Trendsetter, he's better, his rhymes are good. He's got a gold nameplate that says, I wish she would. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. And this week, man, it is going to get so much less week. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to cover a movie I saw. We're going to talk about some... uh the need to rearrange your things and then we're gonna we're gonna go over this list of movies that i keep it's everything i saw last year don't worry it's uh gonna be more interesting than it sounds it couldn't be worse than it sounds right but um at any rate let's get the jump off jumping this is the toys r us report episode number 142 hit it Listening to the Toys R Us report. To hell with your parade day rain. We're a tsunami of sunshine coming your way. That's definitely what we try to be at any rate. We want to be the tsunami of sunshine coming your way, making your week a bit better, doing what we can to uh to keep your spirits up, because I know I know how hard that is sometimes. You know, sometimes it's just like the day-to-day grind, man. It takes you down and it just We're here to help, man. We are here. We're here to be that tsunami of sunshine crashing down on you. So, I, uh, I've been in this rearranging mode, and I don't know if you guys, if you guys ever get this way. I imagine that a lot of you are, like, toy collectors, stuff collectors, and it's just, every once in a while, man, the stuff gets too, um, it gets too overwhelming. Like, it just, you just have too much stuff, man, and I, I've been feeling that lately, and I've really been, like, trimming stuff down, I've been selling some stuff, giving some stuff away, and a lot of stuff is just, like, gone off into, into the garage back on the, uh, back in the good old Earth base, I, I don't know, man, I just, I feel like, I feel this need to purge, I wanted to, I wanted to rearrange the entire, the entire chill room down on Earth base one, you know, the, uh, the, whatever you want to call it, the command center for the, for the Earth base, the first thing that I did that was, really cathartic was I had this big dresser. I don't even know what it was for intentionally. I mean, um, originally rather. It has, I'm going to say seven drawers and they're all, they're all pretty thin, like as if they're meant to take and keep paper. And over the years that I've had this, I've had this for a long time. I am like always stuffing paper in there. I am like a mark for paper goods. When I see like people's old pictures, old Polaroids, old documents, magazines, I just, I can't help but bring them home, I hate to see this stuff go to waste and go to the dump, so, I've been, over the years, just 
filling this with all kinds of ephemera, just the randomest collection of things. And I recently, I took it upon myself and I went through there and I, I just got rid of all the stuff that was in there. Some of it went to the dump, which is where it was headed in the first place. Some of it got filed away. I got a, I got a big plastic tub and I took things out and I, I put them in there. There was so much in there, man. I, when I see like old Polaroids at the dig, old Polaroid pictures, I can't help I can't help but buy them, and over the years, I've accumulated, like, hundreds, just, just the most boring, random pictures you've ever seen, I just, I don't know, man, I can't help myself, I like, I like the idea that these things are just, like, moments captured in time, even if they're, even if they're, like, not my moments, I find a lot of, like, 80s pictures, and I, I can't help but, but keep these things, one time I found a packet full of pictures of this person opening birthday presents, it was interesting to see what they got, he got, like, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blanket, and he got some some games from Radio Shack, those old, uh, you know, electronic games they would sell there. Do you remember when Radio Shack used to be, like, a big deal? I remember at uh, the Santa Rosa Mall, the Radio Shack was upstairs. There was, like, a food court, and this was back in the heyday of food courts. Nowadays, when you go to the food court, it's all chain restaurants like Dairy Queen and Sparrows and whatever. This was this was in the time when there were mostly like locally owned restaurants. I remember there was like a donut place in the mall. We used to go get donuts after school. We would we would hang out at the mall after high school. We'd walk through there, just chill, chill like a ville. And there was a donut place. There was like a place that had tacos. They were like they're like cafeteria tacos with those crispy shells. I remember those. And then there was like Uncle Sam's hamburgers, which had like the best burgers in town in my opinion, and right around the outside of that was, uh, Chick-fil-A. It wasn't, it wasn't part of the food court. It was, like, a separate restaurant, and right next to that was Radio Shack. I remember the Radio Shack would have, like, these big displays of wind-up toys, like dogs that would, that would jump up and down, like, do flips and walk around, and it'd have, like, cars that would bump around, and they would have, like, these, these, like, wooden boxes, I guess. They were, like, raised boxes, and the cars would be, like, in there bumping around, and they would always have, like, a dude out front during, during the Christmas time, like, demonstrating the toys. Like, um, this was back when, like, remote control cars had cords. You know, you'd have, like, this cord on the, the controller that would go all the way down to the car, and you could make it go back and forth and stuff. That was... That was cool, I guess. I always wanted, like, a, like, a radio-controlled car, not one with a cord, but I've, I've never, I've never actually achieved that goal. I realize now I could just go to the store and buy one if I wanted, but I, I never have. I wish I could maybe rent one, just, like, rent one of those, like, really nice, fast cars and, like, zip it around the, uh, the track over at the middle school or around on the basketball courts at the middle school, because I don't actually, like, I don't actually want to have it. For a while, I had a remote control helicopter, not like a drone, like a, like a helicopter, like a small one, and I would, I would fly it around, and it was kind of fun, but it, it got tiresome after a little bit, and when I first started doing it, I was just like, I bet this will never get boring. This is going to be fun for all eternity, and then when I was, uh, cleaning out the office, it was one of the things that I, I tossed in the garbage, I pulled it out, and I was like, well, this isn't, uh, don't need to keep this, but... Back to the point, I replaced that big metal dresser with a couch. I got a nice couch at the dig. It's a cool 70s couch. It looks like, kind of like an industrial couch, like one you might see at like a public library or something. It has a real industrial fabric to it, but I like it. It has a, it has a nice aesthetic and I, I wanted a TV for the room. I was thinking I wanted to get like a, 
like an old CTE TV. I'm ideally looking for like an 80s TV. I want one with a, with a dial, like a UHF and a VHF dial. And I haven't been able to find one locally. And I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to get one shipped, you know. I'd rather like pick it up by myself. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to turn it on. I want to just want to make sure it works. I've been looking at them on eBay and they really do range in prices. If you want to get like a 1920 inch, you know, you're going to pay like two, three hundred dollars plus like a, like a pretty steep delivery fee. I, I fear I've missed the window for this. When they first started introducing like flat screen TVs, you probably could have just like got one for free out of anybody's house. They probably would have been super happy to give it to you. But that was, you know, that was 20 years ago now. So I think that at this point, anybody who has one is going to see the collector value in them. I think that people, people use them for like computer games or Atari games and stuff, you know, retro gaming. It's nice to have the, the vintage TV, but I wanted to get one and I wanted to like hook up a Roku to it and watch the Roku in the, in the office. I watch a lot of Roku. That's where I was like Netflix. I have like the Amazon movies and North Bay TV has one Comet TV has a streaming app. The HBO Go is terrific. So I'm thinking how cool it would be to hook up a old-style CTE TV to one of those. And I I wasn't able to find one I liked. But then I was um, I was out walking the dog and I saw one that it wasn't an 80s TV. It was like a 2000 CTE TV. It's silver. But somebody had put it out in front of their house and I decided, well... I'll take it home and see uh, see if it works, and it does work indeed. So I got that hooked up now, and it's gonna it's gonna hold me over until I find one that I really like. I could have gotten like a cheap flat screen, but I'll be honest to you, I like the uh, I like the glass front of a CTE TV. And when I'm sitting in my room, I'm trying to get like a retro feel. You know, I want it to be like a retro couch, retro TV. I want like I want it to be like you stepped into the 80s or at least the 90s when you when you go into the office. That's the that's the idea I'm looking for. And this TV's fine. It's silver. You know, I'm looking for one that's like wood grain with knobs and like an antenna and stuff. Eventually, I will find one that I want, but I fear I might have to uh, pay a premium, which is something I am usually very averse to. I also, like, I cleaned my closet. I completely cleaned the closet in the office. It is totally under control right now, which is which is great. I just, I heard a bang. Did you guys hear that? Something must have fallen down in the, uh, in the Jupiter base, man. It's never, it's never good when you hear clanging around like that. I'm, I'm going to go investigate that. So, uh, let me, uh, let me get started. We'll be right back with At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Prime Minister, you're facing the annihilation of our army. An imminent invasion. You have the full weight of the world on your shoulders. I only hope it's not too late. Freedom. Unite your soul. That's super weird. I asked for the I asked for the English language TV spot, but that's what the studio sent me, so that's uh that's what you get to hear. And I was never 
never able to identify what that crash was. I would imagine it's still that we got these got these space rats running around in the mall wall rather. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. But the movie that I saw this week that I'm going to talk about for a uh, for a couple minutes is a movie known as The Darkest Hour. It is the story of Winston Churchill and his rise to power. Let's uh Let's take a look at this little synopsis here. They get, they hand out these flyers at the Artie Farty Theater that I went to to see this. It says, Within days of becoming Prime Minister of Great Britain, Winston Churchill must face one of his most turbulent and defining trials, exploring a negotiated peace with Nazi Germany or standing firm to fight for the ideals of liberty and freedom. So, that's basically what it is. The The rest of Parliament wants uh, Winston Churchill to to submit, to go in and negotiate with Hitler, but he's just like, you can't negotiate with a lion when your head is in its mouth. I think he says tiger, but that's, that's basically the idea. Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill in this joint, and he is amazingly fantastic. This movie is, it's more or less a one-man show with... Gary Oldman tearing up the screen as Winston Churchill. He won the he won the Golden Globe for his performance, and it was definitely deserved. the The makeup dudes deserve some kind of an award too, because except for the eyes, you would never tell that it was Gary Oldman. He he really brings Winston Churchill to life. I myself, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I am a kind of a mark for World War II stories, and I. I enjoyed it because they go into Operation Dynamo or the Miracle of Dunkirk from from the angle of Winston Churchill and his his ideas for for the rescue of the soldiers and the opposition that he faced to those ideas and I I thought that Dunkirk was fantastic so seeing it from a different side was almost equally fantastic but I will admit that the the wife did fall asleep during the movie which is weird because for whatever reason this was her pick I wanted to go see Molly's game over at the other theater the the new Jessica Chastain movie but she really wanted to see this and I'm just like hey man how many times in your life is your wife going to pick the World War II movie as the one to see? So I acquiesced, but she did fall asleep during the chorus of the movie. Not the whole time, but there was one point when I turned around to see what she was, how she was reacting, and she was, you know, she was clocking mad Z's. So take that into consideration if you go see this. I have heard people say that the, that the movie is a little light on story and that it's basically just Gary Oldman tearing it up and that that may be true if you consider you know the rise of Winston Churchill to be to be light on story also um Ben Mendelsohn who you might remember from uh Rogue One Admiral Krennic is in the movie he plays the King of England and Kristen Scott Thomas Lily James from Baby Driver is in it as well I got a uh, I got Rotten Tomatoes up right now so Let's go see what those fools over there have to say about this movie. It is, right now, both the critics and the peeps have it at 85%. So, that means like 8.5 out of 10 people who go to see it are enjoying it. The movie, the movie clocks in at 125 minutes. It was directed by Joe Wright, who was, he's the dude that was behind, um... Pride and Prejudice, the Kira Knightley movie that my wife loves. She loves that movie. She's had that saved on the DVR at home for 
I don't even know how long, man. I'm, I mean, like, like months, like forever and a day. And she watches it all the time. But I don't mind, man. I like Kira Knightley. I think that, I think that she is a comely lass, and that she's a, she's a good actress. So I don't mind when that's on in the background. But he went from that to this, which is, I don't know. You know, seems like a logical step. You know, you got the. The old-timey English stuff into less old-timey English stuff. I enjoyed this movie. On on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with five being an all-time classic and one being a complete and total dud, I give The Darkest Hour a real solid 3.5 3. mics. 3.5 mics. <laughs> Tonight's program has been brought to you by Richer, Stronger Hills Brothers Coffee and New Instant Hills Brothers Coffee. The first instant coffee that smells like coffee. And Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. Kellogg's Special K for bodybuilding protein. And Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle, and pop. Now on the Toys R Us report, I see Robot is going to read your list of all the movies he saw this year. I know. It seems boring to me, too. Well, that's not supportive at all. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be exciting. It's not going to be dumb. It's going to be great. This is is kind of an annual thing I do. I go down all the movies I saw last year at the... uh, at the movie theater, that was a total of 75 movies, and as you know, I used the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter to register a rating of which one is a dud and five is an all-time classic, so last year I had 75 movies, and I came out with a total of 254 stars, That equates out to an average of 3.3 stars. That's not bad, really. 3.3 stars is... That's pretty solid, but I gotta admit, I only go see movies that I want to see, you know. So it's not like I'm gonna leave unsatisfied because... I don't know, man. It's like you see all the ads, you see all the trailers. I kind of get the idea that... You might know what the movie's all about before you even go. You just kind of go to fill in the, uh, fill in the details. Okay, so we're going to just, you know, gloss over some of these and blah, blah, blah. You know, hit the ones that I may not have reviewed or may not have, may not have, uh, remembered that I even saw. This is a good idea for you to, you know, maybe take some notes so you can see some things you might want to get over at the, uh, over at the video shop. A lot of these are coming out on VHS nowadays and yeah you know you might want to stroll on over to joe video and check those out so the first movie i saw this year was passengers but it actually came out last year that's the j-law chris pratt uh flick then i saw rogue one i gave that four stars that also came out last year and then the the first new movie i saw was patriots day that was about the boston bombing it had melissa benoist in it i gave it 3.5 stars then i saw triple x and then i saw split I like Split. That was the the movie that leads you into the Unbreakable sequel, the M. Night Shyamalan. Then I saw The Founder. That was about Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's as we know it. That's on Netflix now. It's worth seeing, even though I only gave it three stars. Then I saw Hidden Figures. I gave that four mics. Uh, Lego Batman, that got four mics. John Wick, John Wick 2. I only gave that 3.25 mics. It's weird 
It's weird I did the .25. I don't, I don't do that very much. And then I wrote down Teacher Fight. I don't know uh, the name of the actual movie. It has Ice Cube in it. And at the end, the fight goes on for like 15 minutes. It delivers the fight. But I still only gave it two stars. Then I saw Get Out. That got 3.5 stars. I saw Get Out. I liked it. I really did like it. I thought it was a good movie. But I don't know what all the Oscar hubbub is about. It didn't seem... To me, at least, to be the quality of, like, an Oscar film, it was more of a pretty good genre film. It was a good horror movie. I really did enjoy it. But you don't see a lot of these movies transcend into the Oscar uh, echelon. So, I don't know. That's cool, I guess, for him. And then I saw Logan. Gave Logan four mics. King Kong, 3.5 mics. I have actually watched King Kong on HBO, like, two or three times since it came out. So, that movie does have some... uh, Rewatchability, and then I saw Life. I completely forgot about this movie. It's a sci-fi in space deal with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I gave it three point five mics. It's worth checking out on VHS or if it comes on cable. Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. I gave it three mics. Beauty and the Beast. This is the live-action remake with Emma Watson. That movie was tremendous. One of my faves of the year. She's great in it. The dude who played Gaston in it. Kills it. If anybody should get some Oscar talk, it should be the the homie that was Gaston for Best Supporting Actor, man. He was he was awesome. Then uh, Fast 8, I gave that 3.5 mics. Born in China, that was a nature flick from nature, Disney Nature, rather. I gave that 3.5 mics. You're seeing a lot of 3.5 mics. And then there is a Free Fire. That's a cool movie. That is on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can check that out. It's about a it's about a shootout inside of a warehouse. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I have wanted to I have wanted to rewatch it. I think it does have some rewatchability. It has Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Do you hear that? Those That's those moon rats. I can hear them. Like, creeping around in the wall. I hope that, uh... I really thought that we had this issue taken care of. But just, like, every once in a while, man, you hear them, uh... You hear them creeping around. I I don't like it at all. Up next is Colossal. That had Anne Hathaway. It's, uh... An interesting kaiju movie. I gave that four mics. Guardians 2, I gave that four mics. I just watched that again on Netflix. I... I enjoyed it quite a bit. Lost City of Z with uh, Charlie Hunnam. I gave that 3.75 mics, which is weird. Why didn't I just go all the way and give it four? It's a four mic movie, but it is it is a bit boring. And then uh, King Arthur with Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. I liked this movie a lot. It's playing on HBO right now, and I watched it again, and it's kind of dumb. It's kind of goofy, but it's totally fun. I thought it was cool, man. And then I saw Chuck, which is the Chuck Wepner story. That... That premiered on Showtime the other week, so check that out. That's uh, 3.5 mics. The Circle, I gave that two mics. That's an Emma Watson movie that uh, wasn't all that great. Alien Covenant, the latest Ridley Scott alien movie. That movie was gross. It was weird. Uh, I gave it 3.5 mics, but I probably should have gave it three, but it was such like a technical masterpiece in a lot of ways as far as like the aliens and the ships and all that stuff that... The movie was so involved, they had to bump it up to 3.5. Baywatch, I saw Baywatch, that was 2.5. That was such a weird, weird movie. Now, I don't want to come across as sexist, but the the big appeal that had Baywatch last uh, so long on the air was 
let's admit it, it was the chicks in the swimsuit. And this movie had more of a dude in swimsuit appeal. It had The Rock. It had super hunky Zac Efron in it. And I don't know, man. It didn't didn't do it for me in that way. 2.5 mics. Wonder Woman, I gave that 3.5 mics. I thought Wonder Woman was really great, but it... It suffers from that problem that a lot of the superhero genre movies have in that the last act was not very good. She winds up fighting like a giant CGI villain and it just, I don't know man, it didn't do it for me. But the beginning when she's on Themyscira is dynamite and then when she's in World War One, it is dynamite. There's a scene where... She comes out of the foxhole and she's going to go across no man's land. And man, seeing her arise in that outfit with the shield and everything, it will bring a tear to your eye. But third act problems. Then there is the mummy. That's the, that's the Tom Cruise mummy. I gave that 2.5 mics, even though I did, I did really like Sophia Batella in that as the actual mummy. But the movie was, I don't know, weird, just weird overall and as I understand it, it sunk the whole a Universal Monsters-verse, so I'm not, not too happy about that. Then the Summer Movie Awards Best Horror Film winner, It Comes at Night. I saw that on uh, January, February, March, April, May, June. We're in June. June 15th, I gave that 3.5 mics. That is an excellent horror film. It's on Amazon Prime right now, and I cannot recommend that highly enough. 47 meters down, that's where... uh. Two girls get stuck in a shark cage underneath, surrounded by sharks. I gave that three mics. I did like it. And this is, this is the movie we saw on Father's Day. Megan Levy with Kate Mara, where she, where she trains an army dog. I remember Father's Day was like the worst day ever. We had a, we had a trip planned to a couple towns over. We were going to go check out this pizza place we wanted to check out for a while. But it was a legitimate 110 degrees that day, and your boy Wilt likes a daisy. Wilt's like a daisy, rather, in the heat, and I I couldn't do it. We ended up going to the movies instead, but Megan Levy was good. 3.5 mics. Then, Rough Night. Rough Night was the lowest-rated Icy Robots radio movie of the year. 1.5 mics. It starred Charlotte, Scarlett Johansson and a bunch of other people, and man... This was the worst movie I saw all of last year by far. It's about a bunch of girls on a bachelorette escapade that goes awry. Just, just awful. But then right after that, the the next day, actually, I saw Baby Driver. And I gave Baby Driver 4.5 mics. That was the Icy Robots Radio Summer Movie of the Year. And then, the very next day, I saw Baby Driver again. Gave it 4.5 mics. That's weird. I saw it. Saw it again the next day. Loved it both times. I've watched that since digitally a couple times. I love it. It's great. That was the the second rated movie of the entire year on uh, good old IC Robots Radio. Then I saw Spider-Man, 3.5 mics. I like that. The House with Will Ferrell was not a good movie. Remember back when if Will Ferrell was in it, it was like guaranteed to be great. Sadly, he has... He slipped past that point. I gave that two mics. Oh, crud. It, 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 it's a moon rat. Just hey, take it easy, boy. Just stay back. Just stay back. I'm going to reach under, under the desk here. Just going to get you a treat. Take that, that, that. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm covered in rats. Oh, hold on. Uh, let's let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll, we'll, we'll be back in a sec to finish this up. 
is now, the time is here. Now's the time for a bite of cheer. A tasty light where the price is right. Well, look at here, you'll dig this sight. The moment's handy for a piece of candy. Just name your brand, they're all so grand. Hey, what do you think of a nice cool drink? Or a big box filled with a popcorn thrill? Let your taste buds meet with an ice cream treat. Refresh yourselves, it's time to eat. So come on, folks, let's join the band as we all head for the refreshment stand. Okay, we are back. I, I I changed out of my jumpsuit into a new jumpsuit. I I still have rat on me, so we're gonna we're gonna move through this. The next thing I saw was Planet of the Apes. I myself I did not like Planet of the Apes. I gave it two point five mics. Carlos from Geekfest Rants adored this movie, and we we do sometimes have conflicting opinions, but this one was. This one was really far apart. It wasn't my thing. I I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it. Then I saw the Belko experiment. That movie was nuts. I gave it three point five mics. It's about a it's a horror movie about a bunch of people who are all stuck in a in an office and they are ordered to kill each other. the The only one that will survive is the last man left and. I, I liked it. It's kind of a concept film. I enjoyed it. Then I saw The Big Sick. I gave that four mics. Then I saw Band-Aid. That was uh, Zoe Lister-Jones' movie. I gave that three mics. I liked that. The Beguiled. Sofia Coppola's latest. I gave that a solid 3.5 mics. And then The Icy Robots' top movie of the year, Dunkirk. I gave that 4.5 mics. And then I saw Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. That was... That was a real high-end action film. I only gave it three mics, but that's because I felt it kind of dragged at points. But it has an amazing fight scene in it that's worth worth going out of your way to see. And then Ginny Slate's movie Landline, that's like an 80s 80s comedy. I gave that 3.5 mics. The Dark Tower. I like The Dark Tower more than other people seem to. I gave it it a nice solid 3.5. And then I saw Jackie Brown. That was the day that we met Robert Forrester, one of the one of the uh, one of the most magical nights of my life. I gave Jackie Brown five mics. It's in the five mic movie Hall of Fame. Then I saw Brigsby Bear. I gave that three point five mics. That was the that was the Summer Movie Awards Best Comedy. I I highly 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 recommend that you go out of your way to find that real real funny movie. Then I saw a good prison flick called Shot Caller. It had a Jamie Lannister. I gave that three mics. Then I saw Logan Lucky with uh, Kylo Ren himself. Adam Driver gave that three mics. Good time. That had Rob Pattison of a Twilight fame. This movie was, this movie was pretty good. At the time, I didn't like it, but I've, I've thought about it since. I gave it three mics. I'm going to bump that up to 3.5 mics. If you get the chance to see this, I do recommend it. It is, it's pretty good. It it follows Rob Pattison on one crazy fueled crime ridden night. It's it's good, man. I was pleasantly surprised, and I've thought about it. Uh, I've thought about it since. And then right after that, I saw Patty Cakes. Patty Cakes is the story of a girl trying to make it in the world of hip hop. I thought it was great, 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 great. I gave it four mics. Seek that one out if you get the chance. Patty Cakes, you will. You will not be disappointed. And then right after that, I saw Wind River. I gave, 
I gave Wind River 3.5 mics. I should have given it four. It stars Jeremy Renner, and they, they, uh, he is, what would you say he is? He's kind of a game warden of sorts, and also Elizabeth Olsen is in it. I was, I was having a hard time getting her name out of my mouth. Elizabeth Olsen is a FBI operative sent in to investigate a murder on an Indian reservation in, I believe it's North Dakota. That was, that was really good. Then I saw It. It got three mics, and then the controversial mother that was the Darren Aronofsky movie with, what's her name, Jennifer Lawrence. A lot of people hated it. I gave it three mics. I thought it was interesting, but I never want to see it again. And then I saw Kingsman, The Golden Circle, 3.5 mics. Um, Up next, this is... This is where things get wonky. I saw American Made with Tom Cruise on the 1st of October. That was a that was a 3.5 micer. It's pretty good. He's like a an airline pilot who turns a smuggler. I liked it. But then then the fires happened the week after this and there is a big gap up until the 25th. I didn't see another movie. That was that was some Dusty Roads level hard times, man. Um it, it really threw off my goal. I had a goal of seeing 100 movies this year, last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it this year. But this month off really, really threw things out of whack. Nothing, nothing was open for the longest time. And plus, you're spending all this time, like, worrying about your house, worrying about your life. It wasn't, wasn't the time to see a movie, man. You were living in a movie. And then we finally came back. I saw Blade Runner. I gave that three mics. It was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, but it was also way too long. And then The Mountain Between Us. That starred Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. The wife really wanted to see this movie, man. It was about two people who crash land on a mountain and they have to they have to come together to try to get off the off the mountain the mountain between us and they find love and blah 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 uh just awful it's the equivalent of a hallmark movie on the big screen terrible 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 two mics and then we saw suburbicon with matt damon that was based off a coen brothers coen brothers script i gave that three mics i thought it was fine but i haven't thought about it since i uh, since we went to see it you know it was good but it didn't stick in my head even one little bit but i liked it julian moore was in it it was it was cool if there's one thing we got out of it is you see Julian Moore making green beans and she's pulling the ends off of the green beans before she cooks them. She snaps off one end, snaps off the other end, throws them in a pot. And ever since then, we've been snapping off the ends, whereas up until that point, we would just keep the ends on and chew them. It's much, much better without the ends. So this movie did, in fact, have a lasting effect on our lives. The next movie we saw was The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. That is a more hard-edged Jackie Chan. He um he's a father whose daughter is killed in a terror attack and he he does what it takes to find out who's behind the whole thing. Pierce Brosnan's in it too. I I thought that was really good, man. If you get the chance to see that, it was a bit of a sleeper. It's called The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Then we saw Thor. I gave Thor 3.5 mics. Oh, I gave The Foreigner 3.5 mics as well. I, I really did dig Thor Ragnarok. I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of Taika Waititi. I'm a big fan of irreverent action comedies to, to a degree. But I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed, which is weird and I shouldn't complain. But with all the awesome trailers and commercials and everything, I thought this would be a 5 mic Hall of Famer. And it was really good, but only 
only 3.5 might good. And then we saw a movie called Only the Brave, which is about wildfires and the, and the, uh, what are these guys called? The Hotshots who fight them. This movie came out and we wanted to see it. It has Miles Teller. I like Miles Teller a lot. It had Josh Brolin. We wanted to see it, but then the fires happened and the idea of a fire movie was just out of bounds, but we went anyway. And I have to admit, seeing the dudes fight the fire and seeing the techniques they use and everything was really cathartic. But then in the end, and this isn't a spoiler because this is history, they... All the firefighters die. All of the Granite Mountain hotshots die. So that kind of wiped out all the uh, catharticness of the movie. I saw Thor on my birthday. That was my birthday movie. That was fun. We went to uh, we went to Cattleman's and we saw Thor. Good day. Good day. Then we saw Murder on the Orient Express with Daisy Ridley. That was a three-miker. Up next was Justice League. We saw Justice League on the 19th. I thought that was really good. Not really good, but... Really good in the sense that you thought it could be terrible, but it turned out to be not that bad. Then we saw Lady Bird. Lady Bird was my third best movie of the year. It made me cry like a wuss. Four Billboards. We saw Four Billboards, which won the Golden Globe. I was I was a bit surprised by that. I thought it was fun, but I only gave it uh, 3.5 mics. I didn't think it was the best movie of the year based any stretch. It didn't even make my top five, but I did like it. I thought that Sam Rockwell was very deserved in his best supporting, but like overall... I didn't think it was the best movie. I thought that was Dunkirk. Um, then I saw Brawl in Cell Block 99. That is a prison movie with Vince Vaughn. I gave that four mics. I thought it was great. If you like prison movies, if you like ultra-violent movies, this is for you. Then we saw Coco. That's a Pixar movie. Real tearjerker. I cried at that too. 3.5 mics. Saw The Disaster Artist, the movie with James Franco. He won the Golden Globe for it. It's about this... This movie called uh, The Room, that's, uh, you know, kind of a culty deal. I gave that 3.5 mics. I saw Star Wars. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. 3.5 mics. I liked it. This is the first Star Wars movie, though, that I didn't feel like... didn't feel like I had to go back and see it immediately. I do want to see it again, but the other ones, I would see them. Then I saw them again, like, the next week. And then I did like this one a lot. I just... I don't feel drawn to see it again like I did some of the other other Star Wars movies. Rogue One, I wanted to see. I think I saw it again the next week. The Force Awakens, I saw that again the next week. I don't know, man. This one, this one was good, though. Don't take this as me saying I didn't like it because I... I thought there were some real crackerjack parts to this movie, man. Some real, some real barn-burning fights, you know, just good stuff all around. But there were, there were some parts that I didn't dig as much as some other scenes in other Star Wars jams. And we are right at the end. I saw The Shape of Water, the Golden uh, Globe-nominated Shape of Water. That movie is delightful. Super weird, super weird, but, but a delight. Then I saw Downsizing. With Matt Damon, that was our Christmas movie, and I thought it was okay. The idea is that the scientists invented a way to shrink people down, and they hope that by shrinking people, we'll use up less resources and eventually, you know, save the Earth. And Matt Damon volunteers to get shrunken down, but once they get shrunken down, they kind of forget about the shrinking altogether. It's not about being small and how the world would be around you if you were like, three inches tall. Instead, it becomes kind of like a rom-com, and I thought it was okay. Three mics, not as good as I thought it would be. Then, Jumanji. 
Three Mikes, last movie I saw of the year on New Year's Eve. So there you have it. That's the, that's the 75. Over the course of the year, when I go and see a movie that I think is worth noting at the end, I make a little hash mark next to it on the list. And the movies this year that got the hash mark are Lego Batman, Logan, Free Fire, Colossal, Guardians 2, Chuck, now, I don't know why Chuck does. Oh, that's the first movie I saw for the Summer Movie Award time. That was on the uh, 20th of January, February, March, April, May. May 20th, the start of summer. Then Baby Driver has a hash mark. Dunkirk. Patty Cakes. Wind River has a hash mark. And Lady Bird. The Brawl in Cell Block 99. The Shape of Water and Coco. So... Those would be the movies I would recommend more so than some of the other ones. Those are the ones, if you're going to see any of them, see those ones. If you haven't seen Dunkirk, see that. See Brawl in the Cell Block. Coco's a fantastic Pixar movie. Take the family to see that. All in all, not a bad movie year. I saw a lot of things I did enjoy. I would have would have liked to have seen more like 4.5 Mike movies, but hey man. It's not like that's an everyday occurrence. If it was, you would get overwhelmed by the uh, sensory overload of seeing terrific movies. So, there you have it, man. I'm going to cut the end of this feature. I hope that, I hope it wasn't as boring as you imagined. I go to the point of making this list, you know, so I got to gotta share it. Head on over to icrobots.com. I scanned in the list. You can see it. You can see my kooky handwriting. When you do, make note that I keep this list on a wall. And it's a little harder to write on a wall than it is to write on a desk. So, just make note of that. We will be right back for the final segment of the show. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time, the final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, my dudes and uh, and chicks, if there are any of you out there. I hope there are. I hope there's at least a few. I hope so. So anyway, to my dudes and chicks out there, this is it. This is the, this is the final segment of the show in which we're going to talk about, I don't know, just... Some this and that's and whatevers. Uh, what, uh, what should we start with? You know, you might want to consider becoming a show patron. I really do appreciate that. There is a bunch of, uh, patron-only content over there. A show I do called Real Wisdom. I haven't posted an episode in a bit, but there, there are like seven over there. There are a ton of these hip-hop mixtape shows I used to do back in the day. Iceberg and Emily are on those. Those are great. You can... You can catch up with the stuff I did before I did this. If if that's something that interests you, you can get all that for as a little an amount as a dollar a month. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it helps a lot. Helps keep uh helps keep the lights on. Also, the IC Robots Super Tape, the VHS tape that I that I concocted is also up, and you can you can hop on over to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash IC Robots I S. EE robots as if as if I'm looking at them. You can hop over there and see the cover. It's uh it's a bunch of commercials, TV bumpers. It's it's a fun man. It is a smudge around a smudge over or under. I can't remember. It's let's just say two hours. It is 
either a smudge under or a smudge over two hours. I think it's, I think it's over. Let's say it's over. That, that sounds better. What have I been up to lately? You know, I bought a, um, I bought a Star Wars figure. I bought the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi Ray. I liked it. I have the, I have the Ray Star Wars Black, and I have like a 12-inch Ray, and I'm just like, I'm sticking with the theme. I got the new Ray. I, I think she's a cool character. This one, this one is neat though. It's a 3.75 scale, like the, uh, like a G.I. Joe, like the, like the Star Wars figures from the days of our youth. I think I'm going to get into these. I already have her, and I have two different Sabines, and Sabine from Star Wars Rebels, and I got a, I got a Jen Urso. I have the, the Jetta Jen Urso, where she's wearing a cap. I don't like that one as much as the, Jin or so where she is sans cap, but I got this on sale. I think I, I think I talked about that before. Also on eBay the other day, I got the, uh, I got the Saw Guerrera that I've been wanting for a while. The Rogue One Saw Guerrera. He came as part of a four pack, but I didn't want the whole four pack. I, I just, I don't know. I just wanted Saw. Saw was, Saw was my favorite character in all of Rogue One. He's one of my, he's one of my favorite characters in just like, all of all of Star Wars. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. That's one of that's one of my favorite quotes in all of Star Wars. I I say it all the time. I actually wrote a song about Saw Gerrera. It's called The Ballad of Saw and Someday I plan to put it together. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of a pop punk ballad, if if that makes sense. About about Saw Guerrero. I I want to work with Kevin Zerbe on this, and I, I keep meaning to mention it to him, and I I totally forget. It's it's a fun, fast paced little tune. I I am not going to sing any of it right now because I don't want to blow it. Someday someday I'm going to bring out the ballad of Saw Guerrero, and you guys are going to be you're going to be blown away. It's going to be like that that jam by the Wild Stallions. It's going to It's going to save the future, you know? This is going to be the thing that's really going to... That's really going to put it together for everyone. Speaking of Wild Stallions and Back to the Future... Not Back to the Future. uh, What the heck is that dumb... What the heck is that dumb movie called? You know, with Keanu Reeves and just, you know, the Wild Stallions. I'm drawing such a blank. Don't you hate that when you're like, something is on the tip of your tongue. And you just like, you can't get it out. I don't know. Let's... Let's go forward. At any rate, they have a they have a pitch for a Bill and Ted's three. That's what it is. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's three. They got a pitch for a new Bill and Ted's where Bill and Ted are moving into you know the to the you know past the midway point of their life, and they're they're sort of freaking out because they haven't written the song that's going to save humanity. That's the whole thing. Like in the future, you know, they are they're more important than any artist that are out there because they wrote a song that saved everything. Well, in Bill and Ted 3, they haven't they haven't been able to put that song together. If they need a song, I'm willing to loan them The Ballad of Saw Gerrera. And eventually when you hear it, you will you'll see the power, man. You'll see the force of that song and you'll you'll understand. Anywho, I, I ordered the Saw Gerrera on eBay. I got it for uh, $6.99 shipped. I was I was pretty pleased with that. I want to get the Last Jedi Luke Skywalker. I think that's a good one. When I was I was over at the Toys R Us the other day when I picked up the the Ray. I think she was $7.99. It was not a bad purchase at all. I was there and I saw they were down to the last Ray. That's what prompted me to get her. I'm sure they'll get more, but they were down to the last one. 
They were down to the last ones of Rose's sister. They were down to the last uh, Brigadier General Hux, or whatever that dude's name is. And the entire peg of Rose, good old Rose, was completely full. I felt bad for her, but I didn't feel bad enough to get one. I, I don't know, man. She's a cool character and all, but she just doesn't seem like somebody I want immortalized on my action figure Star Wars area. I got... I'll just run it down. I don't have a big Star Wars collection by any any stretch. I got the medical droid and the Hoth Han Solo that my man Lamar the Revenger, Lamar the Revenger, sent me. He was nice enough to send me those. I got Boba Fett. I got Darth Vader. I got a Stormtrooper. I got a Hoth Stormtrooper. I got uh, Bespin Princess Leia, and I got R2-D2. Those are all ones I found at the flea market. I don't really want to pay a premium for them. I just, I like to find them. They sold... So many gazillions of these figures that I think you can still find them at the flea market. I do find them from time to time, and I'm always stoked. I I was most stoked when I got the Boba Fett. I found that just on some lady's table just sitting there. I couldn't believe it. I was excited. I think I, I think I got like 50 cents. Those are... Those are the ones I got up there. There are other ones that I want. I would like to get one each of the original release, and I don't really care so much about... You know, reissued weapons or reissued capes. I think that's all good. I I want to find them just loose or whatever. And then, you know, I don't mind like buying them a new gun and buying them a new cape or a lightsaber or what whatever have you. I think that's all good. I haven't done it. I want to get a cape for my Darth Vader and I want to get him a lightsaber. He doesn't have either. But it's one of those things where it's not even expensive. It's not even a big deal. But I'm just too lazy to actually see it through. Maybe I'll I'll do that today. I'm going to... I'm going to make, I'm going to make the goal, I'm going to fulfill this goal of ordering at least the cape today. Let me, let me make a note of that. Notation to myself. I have a Pooptronics brand binder that, um, I have paper in. It's like a, it's like a trapper keeper, but it's not as cool. Instead of having like a, like an 80s thing on it, it has the big PT Pooptronics logo. It's mostly was about like regulations and stuff, things that were meant to like, Keep me safe in space. But after I read them, I just, I just tossed them. Don't, don't tell the Commodore that. Don't tell anybody but that, like, that's like what everybody has done that's up here. Iceberg didn't even read it. He doesn't care. He, he's invincible as far as he's concerned. Speaking of that, we're going to have Iceberg on the show next week. I talked to Homeboy. He's going to come on. He's going to, he's going to tell us what he did over the, the Christmas, the robot Christmas. I'm, my guess is nothing. He tends to not really get too much into it, but you never know, man. He might have something fun to say. He usually, usually has something, something of interest. What else has been popping? I've been watching The Good Place on uh, on Netflix. I we needed a show. We needed like a family show that we could all hang and clang and watch. And I kind of we watched the pilot of the of The Good Place. Me and the wife, and we're like, this is pretty funny. I think that I think 2.0 might dig this. So we started watching that, and I'm really really digging it. I'm most of the way through the first season. I got. I got all the episodes so far of the second season taped on the on the the DVR, so I'm looking forward to learning more about that. It's cool, man. It's a lot better than I expected. It's pretty creative as far as the the storytelling and the way that they're looking at the afterlife. If you need like a half hour sitcom to watch, it's only 22 minutes without commercials. It really it really flies by. We also, we just finished watching Glow yesterday with, with Alison Brie and Mark Marin. I, I remember when Glow came out back in the 80s, I was like super starved 
for wrestling then. I can't even imagine that feeling. Nowadays, there's like so much wrestling and I don't want to watch any of it. I can't imagine the feeling of there is so little wrestling that I am looking for more of it. But that's what it was. And then Glow was on. So I would watch that. But I remember even thinking at the time that this is... This is pretty awful, but for some reason, Glow is, like, it stayed in the in the world's consciousness, you know? They had a pretty good documentary a couple years ago, and people remember it fondly, which is cool, because even though it was pretty terrible, I would say that I remember it fondly. I'm, I remember everything from that era pretty fondly, but we decided finally to tackle Glow on Netflix, and I thought it started pretty slow, and at first I wasn't really digging it that much, but by the middle of the series, it really starts to pick up, and toward the end, toward the end, I, w- I was really digging it. I I don't know. I'm a wrestling fan. I don't know if you guys know that. I watch a lot of wrestling, and as a wrestling fan, the show had a lot of, like, wrestling inconsistencies, which is, you know, which is silly, because imagine, like, there was a TV show about, like, an HVAC company, and you work in HVAC, and you're at home going, this isn't really true. The way they're hooking that up, it's not right. The way they're doing this, it's not right. But that's what I felt like with this as far as the wrestling. I'm like, hey, that's not that's not the way you would do that. That's, that's weird from a booking perspective, from a storytelling perspective. But... I enjoyed it. I thought Alison Brie was really good. Mark Maron is Mark Maron. I don't know the names of the actors in the side roles, but I thought the the gal that was Liberty Bell that was was really good. The girl who was like the punk rock chick, I enjoyed her. I liked the two ladies that did the, the KKK gimmick. Well, I would never support that. I did enjoy their performances as KKK members. It was... Pretty, uh, pretty all right. And I like the, the lady who was the stunt coordinator. I thought there was a lot of, a lot of good side acting in this. A lot of good supporting roles. It was a fun show overall. I recommend it. Especially if, if you're not a wrestling fan, you would probably like this more than if you were a wrestling fan, if that makes sense. I don't really, I don't hear a lot of my, my wrestling pal friends ever really talk about this. I'm not even sure if, um, Mr. Sensational himself, Gino Vega, has watched this. I think... I think he may have, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I'd be interested in hearing what he had to say about that. So that's, uh, you know, you can reach out to me if you hear that, you know, let me, let me know what you think about Glow. If you, if you are pro-Glow or anti-Glow, did you watch Glow when it was on back in the day? Yes, I am talking directly to you right now. Were you a fan of Glow, Gino Vega? Let us all know. Post on the Facebook page whether you were a fan of Glow, Gino Vega. Um, I guess... Guess that's about it. We're going to be next week with a. We're going to be back next week, rather, with a uh, with a new um a new main event topic that I'm not willing to give away at this moment. Just like the Ballad of Saw, I'm not willing not willing to give it out at this moment. But next week we should be back with a uh, with a new segment that I think is going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm working on that right now. We're going to putting it together. You're gonna you're gonna dig it, dude. We're gonna talk to Iceberg. It's going to be a hoot. So until then. Until then, hop on over to supportthereport.com. Consider becoming a show patron. Go to facebook.com backslash icrobots. Give us an iTunes review. Please, we need more, we need more iTunes reviews. If you guys, if you guys write one, I will read it. I'll read it on the air. I already have two that I, I got queued up. I'm waiting to get a few, and then I'm going to read them. So, hop on over there. Give us a, give us a good review. I'll read it on the show. It'll be fun. You'll be famous. Everyone will know about you. And plus... It helps us, man. That's the way. That's the way you move up the charts and you get new listeners, and that's always that's always good. So until then, this is me, 
Icy Robot signing off, Engineer Emily Iceberg, everybody out there, this has been the uh, Toys R Us Report episode number 142, if you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.